Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm host Renee Franz. On today's show, we'll have Father Scott Trainer in the studio with us again. We're going to talk about prayer. Seems like a very simple thing. Take us like five minutes. No, 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 no. Father Scott has lots to say about prayer. There's so much more there than most average Catholics can possibly imagine or that we know, including myself. Absolutely. Um, so I hope you will stick around for that. He talks about what prayer is, why we should do it, uh, different types of prayer, and uh, a that the School of Missionary Discipleship is going to start up its second cohort, and they start with prayer, and that is coming up at the end of January. So stick around so you can learn more about it. I promise you, you will not regret listening to the whole show today. I, I hope you don't regret it ever, but <laughs> today, <laughs> today you will not. <laughs> First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald. For some biblical bites with Dr. B. No, no, uh, a pre- um, what's the term? Um, too early. What's the word for too early? No, too early. Happy New Year's. Oh, yeah. From you? <clears throat> I'm sure. No, yeah. because oh, well, they don't the want to get yelled at. Right, exactly. <laughs> you learned that last week when you were prema- premature. No, premature New Year's hey, it's, blessing. It's New greeting. Year's Eve day. So. New Year's Eve day. <laughs> so, Happy New Year. No. <laughs> <clears throat> what's, uh, liturgically speaking, Renee, what's today? Hmm. Well, it is on, the on, Feast of the Holy Family. No, it's uh, it's Easter time. Easter, Easter time. time. Christmas. Christmas. Second Sunday of Christmas. I don't know. Easter time. Uh, <laughs> Poor Elise. Never. Well, really struggling. Elise, she's she's. It's Christmas hangover. Or right. Right. For her. Uh, you were right with your first response, which I tried Feast to shush you Family. on to see if she get it. Um, the the yeah the Feast of the Holy Family. So um. The Sunday after Christmas, mm-hmm. unless Christmas falls on the Sunday itself, right. is always the Feast of the Holy Family. So th- there's actually some different options for the readings this year, but the gospel um, is is the same. It's the account where after 40 days, so the time for ritual purification mm-hmm. after the birth of the firstborn, mm-hmm. um, after 40 days, <clears throat> um, Jesus, Mary, and, well, Mary and Joseph uh, bring baby Jesus, 40-day-old Jesus, to Jerusalem from Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. So they're still in Bethlehem, but they journey to Jerusalem um, to present him to the Lord and for Mary's ritual purification. Sure. Um, so there's a couple of things from this account. So most of the account is about this, this, this great story about Simeon, the prophet. But one little detail uh, earlier, um, every this, this is a reference to the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons in accordance with the dictate of the law of the Lord. So turtle doves and pigeons were the offerings to be made in in, in this ritual by a couple that was poorer. Sure, yeah. So even, even though um, Joseph was a carpenter or a craftsman of some sort, um, and usually that was they, they they were middle class or upper middle okay. class even. Okay. Um, this this their little clue there for that for whatever reason, um, they their offering was the offering that a poor family mm-hmm. would make. So it's just a way where Mary and Joseph are already identifying with maybe those who are on the outskirts of society. Oh, sure. yeah. Um, yeah. But the the bulk of it, and we're not going to have time to get into uh, great detail, is this this powerful account of Simeon, this man who had a sense that before he passed away, 
he would encounter the law of the Lord. And just my 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 invitation to listeners is just think about what it was like for Simeon as he wakes up one morning, perhaps with a sense already that today is going to be the day, and his joy and excitement in going to see this little baby. And might we share in that ourselves? Yeah, thanks, Dr. B. Let's go on to Father Scott's prayer. In the studio with me today, again, I have Father Scott Trainer. Hi, Renee. Hi, Father Scott. Um, you were just on a couple weeks ago um, for an episode with Dr. Bergwald about keeping our peace. Mm-hmm. And I think that was well-timed. We mm-hmm. were just talking about that. That was well-timed because people have had some good feedback, which we haven't seen it. Go back a couple of weeks and how to keep your inner peace in all the nuttiness. For those who are on the radio, that was... <laughs> that's the exasperated oh my goodness what no no <laughs> it will not take five minutes and this will be totally worth the 20 minutes of time listening because there's so much more to prayer than i think most of us catholics really realize um and this is connected to the school of missionary discipleship which is going to be starting out another starting up another cohort uh, the end of January, right? Yeah, coming up this January. Yeah, and um, the first part of that is prayer. So we wanted to talk about um, this prayer thing <laughs> and why someone might want to uh, do school of missionary discipleship. So, um, Father Scott, let's start really simply. Yeah. What exactly is prayer, and how is it different from worship? Oh, so uh, prayer. So mm-hmm. I'll just start off with when people think about prayer, mm-hmm. average Catholic in the pew, right? Mm-hmm. I think, generally speaking, it's a place of insecurity. Oh, like, yes. <laughs> uh, what is that? Probably I should be doing more of that, but I'm not really sure what to do, and I don't know if what I'm doing is worth anything or like that, right? <laughs> yes. So that was really the genesis of this first year of the School of Missionary Discipleship, which is uh, teaching on prayer, how to grow in your relationship with God through prayer, and uh, a great tool and wisdom of the church called the, dis- the Rules for Discernment of Spirits, how that can help you. Mm-hmm. In growing that relationship. So prayer itself is a growing relationship of intimacy, personal relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with okay. God. Okay. okay. That's and a different that's actually a different definition than I think most of us would think of it as. Like I just maybe. think of it as a conversation with God. Right. So that's part of it though. Right. Like how do you how do you grow in friendship with the people you're close to in your right. life? You spend time with them. You talk about the stuff that goes on. You listen to them. You share your thoughts and feelings and desires with them. Mm-hmm. They do the same with you. Mm -hmm. And that's really at the heart of every, uh, you know, there's a zillion Christian methods of prayer out there, Lexio Divina and praying the rosary Mm -hmm. or many other beautiful devotional prayers. Um, There's praise and worship music. There's um, Ignatian meditation, Ignatian contemplation. uh, There's mental prayer in the Carmelite tradition or contemplation. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of methods of prayer, Mm -hmm. but they all have this thing in common. It's authentically Christian. That method is a set of practices that's going to help me in this basic relational reality that I'm growing in friendship or intimacy with God. Where um, so that that's if you ask, what is prayer? Prayer is a growing relationship of intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay, and that is different from worship. Well, it's uh, prayer is part of worship for sure. You know, we have the opening prayer, the closing prayer, the prayer over the gifts, like at Mass, which is our principal experience of worship. Mm But worship always has this connotation of uh, covenant and sacrifice, okay. right? 
So uh, in some ways, you know, I can come to God with the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving in prayer, and that is real worship. So there's a way in which we can say, I worship God when I go to pray. Mm -hmm. But more formally, uh, the once-for-all sacrifice of Christ made present and effective for us at every Mass, that is the sacrifice of the Mass. And I'm invited as a participant at Mass to, as a, uh, I'm sorry, with a full conscious and actual participation in Mass to offer myself and my relationships and my situations and the things that are on my heart and mind together with that once-for-all sacrifice of Christ to God the Father. Yeah. So that that aspect of sacrifice and, um, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, that, that aspect of sacrifice is essential to worship and covenant, the renewal of the covenant, right. uh, which isn't true every time I just sit down to pray. Right, right, right. <clears throat> okay, so um, you mentioned that it's important because— it builds our relationship. Is there another reason? Is there any other reason it's important? I imagine there's other things that make prayer important. Well, I'm going to push back a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. My 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 intimacy with Jesus because that is the purpose of my existence. <laughs> that is true. Like, what is heaven? I made it like that was no big deal. Heaven <laughs> is nothing other than a participation in God's own life through right. Jesus with Him and in Him. Right. Right. Um, that is more intimate than anything I've ever experienced or will ever experience in this world, right? in this life, okay? And that is the purpose of why God created me to be, to be, to share his life forever in an intimacy far beyond anything I could ask or imagine through Jesus with him and in him. So uh, when I go to pray, I'm actually prioritizing the purpose of my existence. Right. So it's not just that. (laughs) It's not just that. It's not just that. Uh, That's the thing. So, um, but— Let's think of God's desire for us. Why does God, let's, I'll, I'm going to reframe your question. Why does yeah. God call us to prayer? Okay, yeah. Prayer, right? Yeah. It's to draw us into deeper union with him and to shower us with every good gift. You know, Jesus says, ah. it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But seek first the kingdom of God, that is this radically new intimacy with God that Jesus makes possible for us. And all these things will be given you besides. Well, what are all these things? Healing, peace, clarity in important decisions in my life. Courage to do tough things Mm -hmm. that are for my good and for the good of the people I love. The ability to love God, to love my neighbor as I'm commanded to do. So, like, everything, uh, Jesus says uh, in John chapter 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So remain in my love. Yeah. Prayer is the principal way, together with the seven sacraments. Uh, Prayer is the number one way that I can say yes to remaining in God's love, apart from whom I can do nothing. Right, right. Okay, so besides not praying at all, (laughs) is there a wrong way? Like, is there like a definite, like, don't do this when you pray? Is there anything? Uh, That's a great question. So I feel like if you're like focused too much on yourself, that might be bad. But maybe I'm wrong. In prayer, uh, I would say the, the inner dynamics, again, of any Christian form of prayer starts with some self-awareness, like mm-hmm. what's going on in my heart and mind. Mm-hmm. But the the key move in prayer is to make the relational choice, to okay. choose to share with God what's going on in my heart. Not because God needs the news update. You know, God is all-knowing. He's omniscient. He's like, yeah, I already know that, Renee. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> but no, this is why many people count themselves out. Why would I talk to God about that? I mean, he already knows. Sure. And the analogy I like to use is like, hey, um, if a parent hears a cute story about their child at, you know, Miss Sally's house down the road, mm-hmm. right? When their son or daughter comes home, they're like, honey, tell me what happened at Miss Sally's. Oh, sure. Well, mom and dad already know what happens. Why are they asking their child to tell them about it? Well, 
that's an expression of love. I love to hear it from you. Mm-hmm. I love to hear it from your heart. Okay. Yeah, I already know it. Right. And if the child is willing, instead of like, well, Miss Sally already told you, you already know, is like, oh, I'll tell you the story. That is a very tender and loving thing. Mm-hmm. And God invites us into a tender and loving relationship of intimacy with himself. Right, right. Okay. So is it, uh, yes. So is there a wrong thing to do? Yes. Rumination, where I just, you know, kind of like, belly gazing, collecting my belly lint, uh, <laughs> is not Christian prayer. Right. And this is confusing for some people who might be like, oh, meditation. Like this word uh, meditation can be used in a Christian and in a totally non-Christian sense. Okay. So in the Eastern, like Eastern, uh, say, uh, Buddhist tradition, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the worldview is that um, <laughs> the world is an illusion. Mm-hmm. And material, the illusion of matter that I actually exist causes pain. So to free myself from suffering in the Buddhist conception is to free myself from uh, the illusion of the world. Right. Okay. And the to total denial of the self, like this image of a drop of water disappearing into the ocean. Mm-hmm. There is no self. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that is com- completely contrary to a right. Christian worldview and a Christian view of the human person. Right. That God created the world for humanity. He created each human person, knit us together in our mother's womb, because uh, in love for us, he desires for us personally to share in his life forever mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. Okay? So um, some, t- some techniques of Eastern meditation are sometimes confused for Christian prayer, where I'm just trying to empty my mind. That's not Christian prayer. Right. A Christian prayer mm-hmm. is taking stock of what's going on interiorly in my thoughts, feelings, and desires, and making the relational choice with God, entrusting those things to him, and then listening to yeah. his voice. That's definitely a difference. Yeah. There. Okay, so um, <clears throat> I think the other big problem that most Catholics have with prayer is finding time to do it. Sure. Because there are like 8 million things we yeah. could be doing. Yeah. And of all those things, sometimes prayer seems like just another thing. Yep. Yeah. So how do we like actually make this a priority? Because yeah. it is super difficult. And I don't even have kids at home, so I don't know how yeah. young parents are doing. The, so this is— uh, uh, this is on the basis of 23 years of having a great passion for introducing people to the life of prayer mm-hmm. and helping them overcome obstacles in prayer mm-hmm. and grow in this beautiful adventure that prayer is meant to be. Yeah. Um, when people are like, oh, man, I can't find the time. The number one obstacle is actually they don't, they aren't entering into the truth of what the invitation to prayer is, like what's at stake in prayer and how uh-huh. beautiful and powerful and life-changing it is and is meant to be. Right. Right. So it's just really a matter of priorities. Like, I don't get it. Like, just kind of like saying my prayers, wrote, memorized prayers or whatever. Like, I don't know what that's doing. It seems maybe even kind of superstitious or mm-hmm. something. So it's easy to find other things that yeah. seem more important. Yeah. But I think when people get a taste of a real personal encounter with God in prayer, then that question of finding time becomes less critical. Yeah. Now, that's not for everyone. So some people, like, no, they've prayed. They really have had a, a growing personal encounter with God. And yet we have busy lives, mm-hmm. lots of commitments and things demanding our attention, time, and energy. Mm-hmm. And they find like, gosh, yeah, these things creep in. And I like, I can, I got through the day and I didn't take my time to pray. And again, I just say, look, if we agree that my whole purpose of my existence is union with God, yeah. that prayer apart from the sacraments is the number way, one way that I can prepare myself for heaven, right. which is true. Um, then, uh, Here's my suggestion is like, okay, just cancel everything on your calendar tomorrow. Uh, like including getting out of bed, uh, <laughs> going, to bed, going to the bathroom, eating anything, going to work, anything. Just don't do that. 
and take your 20 minutes or a half hour of prayer and then add in whatever else you want to add in the rest of your day. <laughs> That's radical. <laughs> uh, it is radical. I don't think it's out of proportion to how important prayer really is. That's probably is true, yeah. yeah. In life. And, um, but I understand that, you know, I, I mean, for me, for my entire life up to, you know, age of 21, I never would have given this, any of this a second thought. Right. So <laughs> if any of our listeners are like, yeah, that's not where I'm at right now, like, I, I get it. And uh, it, what, I'm, what I want to urge those people to do is just like, hey, instead of like trying to make a perfect thing, like I'm going to pray for an hour every day. Right. Okay. Um, just take a time, like sign up for one of the holy hours at a parish that has adoration mm-hmm. or just stop in the chapel or just take time in a quiet corner of your house. Yeah. Uh, and give it a shot, yeah. you know? And again, if people are like, well, I don't even know where to begin. School of Missionary Discipleship's yeah. there. Uh, there's lots of great resources that can introduce people to like, what if I was going to take 20 minutes to pray, What? how would I approach that time? Right, right. Uh, if you just joined us, we're talking to Father Scott Trainer about prayer. Um, so can you tell us some of the different types of prayer? Um, describe them as much as you wish. Um, <laughs> just want to make sure we have enough time at the end yeah. to kind of hear some Feedback from people who've uh, gone through School of Missionary Discipleship and how to sign up. So, types of prayer. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I just want to go back to that. Whatever I do in prayer, uh, the aim is to share my heart with God and to listen to the heart of God for me. So, like we do with good friends. This Mm -hmm. is just anything I can say about friendship is uh, first and foremost true about relationship with God. Right, right. So, all the things that go into fostering good and deep and meaningful friendships uh, contribute to that same reality with in relationship with God. Okay. Um, the the difference is if I'm hanging out with you, Renee, I can be like, hey, buddy, buddy. And I'm not, hey, buddy, buddy, with the God of the universe, right? There's a, a proper awe and reverence sure. and respect. And yet there's a much greater intimacy that's available in relationship with God. So yeah, there's lots of different uh, Christian methods of prayer. So I like to use this uh, analogy of how we we learn language, right? Okay. So uh, little human babies, uh, when they're born, what do they do? They start babbling. They start just vocalizing things mm-hmm. without any kind of, they just ch- check out the vocal cords, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> just exercising Just babbling. Right? <laughs> but then they start to associate words that they've heard. They they mimic the okay. words of grownups, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they make a connection like, oh, water. And so the baby like, wah, wah, you know? Mm-hmm. And because they've made that connection as their intellect is, is as, as they're learning. Right. Okay? And so they, the first stage of learning language is repeating words that you've understood from the language of others. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then as we go on, we learn more words and we learn how they fit together to communicate meaning. Sure. Right. Yeah. So you learn grammar and syntax and your vocabulary grows. Mm-hmm. And then as we get older, like, Every one of us has a different capacity of our master of our native language, mm-hmm. you know? Some have great gifts of language in writing and oratory and what have right. you. Others are more plain spoken, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and, and different gifts for different people. Great. Right. Great, great. Um, so this is kind of true in prayer. When right. The first thing we learn in prayer is like probably the first prayer we were taught was the sign of the cross. Right. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's actually a very powerful mm-hmm. Prayer, the sign of the cross is. Uh, and we, we, we learn to imitate that. Mm-hmm. But then we can communicate our own meaning, sometimes using words we've heard from others. So think of the rope prayers. We learn our Father, right. and the Hail Mary, yep. and the Glory Be, and yep. maybe uh, you know, other devotional prayers, mm-hmm. which are beautiful, the St. Michael, the Archangel prayer, yep. those kinds of things. Yep. And those are great. 
uh, for growing in prayer. Vocal prayer is what the church calls that. Mm-hmm. You know, vocal, vocal prayer, rote prayer. Um, then from that kind of growing in this language, I learned to express myself like we do right. as we're learning to speak. And I can use my own words, talk to God about what's on my mind, like I talk to a trusted friend mm-hmm. for sure. But then there's certain points, and this is really true in prayer, because if we're getting deep into our hearts, we all run up to like, oh, my mastery of language is inadequate to this thing. Right. This this reality right. that I'm, oh, I don't know sure. how to express yeah. this. Yeah. And I find myself coming back then to the Psalms and other places in oh, scripture and yeah. other prayers of the saints, like, oh my gosh, they say this more adequately. It it's it's sharing my heart with God, but with words that are better than mine because mine are just falling short. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, there, there's that kind of progression in prayer in terms of our own mastery. Sure. Just like with language. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, there's all sorts of methods of prayer. So praying with scripture is always a winner because yep. the word of God is living and effective. So Lexio Divina uh is this common way throughout 1800 years of church history that we've talked about praying with scripture. It's beautiful. And that's basically where you, is that the one where you kind of put yourself into the story or is that a different one? Ah, but that's using Christian imagination yeah. to, um, that's part of many methods of prayer, okay. Okay. including Ignatian meditation and Ignatian oh. contemplation. There's so much I don't. Yeah. There's just like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a gazillion methods of prayer. Yeah. So what's important is really, is the relationship developing and different, um, Parts of our beautiful tradition of prayer in the church uh, help people, different people mm-hmm. are more helpful for different people and are helpful for a given person at different times in their life. You know, there's times I've been, you know, making a holy hour now for what, since 1992. So right. That's, <laughs> 31 years. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. cow. That's, that's a lot of holy <laughs> lot. hours. So, you know, I have this experience in prayer, whatever, but there are whole periods of time where I'm just like, I just need to borrow the prayers of others, like saints of the church and. These beautiful, you have such a heritage. Uh, for those who are listening, I would just encourage them if they haven't, just to take a, a, a read through or a glancing through the fourth pillar of the catechism. Oh, yeah. It is an amazing summary of this 2,000-year amazing treasury, inheritance we have as Catholics in um, lived experience and wisdom and gifts of God to grow in this relationship with him. That mm-hmm. whole fourth pillar of the catechism is a section on prayer, mm-hmm. and it's it's really, really helpful if people want to get an overview of, like, well, what kind of goes into Christian or Catholic uh, <clears throat> wisdom and experience in growing in prayer. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, <clears throat> will you tell us what people would expect in School of Missionary Discipleship yeah. in this first year of <clears throat> prayer and what people who have gone through it have said? <laughs> about their experience. Sure. Uh, so this year we revamped it. So it's going to be in 12 weeks. So it's okay. 12 week sessions, 12 weeks. Uh, the calendar is posted on our website. And uh, each week there's a video of me teaching about prayer or the rules of discernment of spirits. Mm-hmm. It's a one hour or less teaching. And you can watch that on demand in the week. Okay. okay? And then uh, on Tuesday nights, uh, we meet for a Zoom meeting. Thursday night. Sorry, Thursday nights. It was, <laughs> was Tuesday nights last yep. year. Uh, Thursday nights, we meet in a Zoom meeting for mm-hmm. an hour. Uh, and that is like the homework each week. You watch the video and your homework is to submit a question. Okay. And then I take the questions during the week and I see which ones kind of come to the top and I respond to those questions in the zoom format. So there's a little back and forth that way. Sure. And then we break up into small groups to talk about how is it going for you as you pray? Cause the mm-hmm. most important thing in the school of missionary discipleship is like, Hey, we're learning about prayer. Go pray. Right. Better right. than talking about prayer is actually taking time yes. to go pray. Yes. So <laughs> that's the, that's it. Uh, it is impactful and transformative. 
for all sorts of people, whether they're well experienced in prayer or whether they've never taken a time to sit down in personal prayer ever in their life. Right. Yeah. I know my mom um, mm-hmm. did it. Was the first cohort last year or the yeah. year before? Uh, I forget. So she did the first cohort with the <clears throat> with the new one where you have the prayer in the in the first year, and she was very unsure. Yeah. About doing it because she's just your regular older Catholic mm-hmm. woman who was like, Ugh, is this too much for me? Is this, she did it and she got so, so much out of it. Um, really has enjoyed it and didn't think she was going to continue on with oh. the next years, but then she did. Mm-hmm. So it really, it, it was, an, it was impactful enough a lot so that she felt like there was more that she could do. Even, even though she has a lot of, um, <clears throat> un- uncertainty about her abilities to do mm-hmm. to do more. Mm-hmm. So I know there's lots of other people that have gotten quite a bit out of it. Yeah. So like I was thinking of someone who has you know learned a lot about prayer and discernment. What did they say? They said, uh, "Fuss God, I've uh, <laughs> prayer and discernment of spirits is finally starting to click for me. I've been exposed to these things many times, but you're making sense of it for me. Yeah. So that was like very gratifying. Here's a person who's learned these things yeah. in different places." But there was something about this format and the way we approach it that really helped them, and it finally clicked for them mm-hmm. instead of just kind of being like water off a duck's back. Right. Um, here's a person who was going through some stuff in their life. They were in need of some real healing in life, and they just wrote, so thankful for these teachings on discernment and prayer. I had a very healing summer and was able to use these teachings throughout my journey. Like, beautiful, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, other people notice the change of people who oh, like your wow. mom who've been yeah. going through it, right? Yeah. Uh, Father, thank you for this entire year of learning. I've, enha- I've enhanced my prayer time because of it. Also, by my example, family and friends have seen the difference, mm-hmm. and I've helped them increase their prayer time and better their relationship with God. Hey, that, that's, that's a like, winner. That is a winner, right? <laughs> uh, and there's just so many great and encouraging uh, comments that we receive from those yeah. from the people. and. You know, we last year it was um, it was instead of doing twelve weeks, we did like twenty four weeks. Oh, right. And this whole second half though was additional topics from the questions that came up in that oh, first twelve weeks. Sure. So this year we thought like, hey, it's easier for people to commit to twelve weeks instead of like a whole year, right? Uh, and they won't be missing out on anything. Okay. And we'll do the same thing. We'll take those questions, and if there's additional topics that make sense to um, get into, we'll be going into greater depth with. Right. Them. Right. Okay. So how do people sign up for this? Where do they go? What do they do? Yeah. Uh, I hope you know. Communications (laughs) us. It's sfcatholic.org slash SMD. I believe Or is it discipleship slash SMD? I'm not sure which one it is. I think. Probably a redirect. Yeah. It's sfcatholic.org slash SMD. I think we'll get you there. Yes, I think if it you will. If you just uh, Google for School of Missionary Discipleship, Diocese of Sioux Falls, yes. you'll definitely find the link to sign up. It has all the dates, all the information, the yep. details that we just touched yep. on it, briefly it, here. There is a very, very small cost to it, but it is well worth uh, what you get out of it. At least that's what I've heard from everybody. So, 100%. Yeah. And I gotta, you know, gotta yeah. pay for a little bit of that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, Father Scott, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about School of Missionary Discipleship. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. You bet. Um, I want you all to just, uh, it's Christmas Eve, or not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, as this is um, airing on radio. So uh, be careful out there tonight. Have a blessed New Year, and it's still Christmas season for us, for Catholics, for everyone. 
So um, just keep celebrating Christmas for the next week or so. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.